Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Jordan and Ryan have that awkward conversation through uh, prison glass. Uh, Maxie fails at bringing Dante home to Lulu, and you know what? It's the return of my favorite location in GH. That's the park. Oh boy, we're going to have fun making fun of that scene. Take care. We'll see you in a second. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, everybody. Welcome to the GH Report. Let's check out some scenes in a really dopey-looking park. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the GH Report, bringing on all the latest goofiness happening there in Port Charles. I am Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always... <laughs> Like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course the chat is up and running. It is. Let's do roll call. Joe Costanzo, Dagadegu, I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, say did you see? What's up? Oh, say did you keep see? Tom Clev, Dulaman, Pe- uh, Kelly Public Cover, Barb P, Lisa Wagner, Michael B, Loretta. Um, let me see, let me see. Who else did I miss? Susan Russo, Enrique Galvin. And I think that's just about, oh, and, oh, I said Bar P. I think that's everybody. Uh, so, welcome, y'all. Oh, and um, C.M. Smith. Hey, C.M. Smith. Oh, yes. And, uh, folks, we'll be breaking down all the latest happenings there. We'll do a little news and gossip at the end of the show to round it all out. But before we dive into things in detail, Carla, what did you think of the past week? <laughs> I was living, living, living for Shiloh's behind coming out of jail yet again. He's like the Teflon Don. That is true. I, I'm like, like he's like, no, he's not the Teflon Don. He's like a roach. Like, no matter how many times you step on him, he just won't die. He just keeps, he <laughs> he just just keeps, keeps coming slithering back. back. Yeah. I just was like, oh my God, what is happening? I cannot. And so I'll get, I'll, I'll get to um, Nina in a minute, but let me just talk about Shiloh right now. Shiloh, about the, somebody going to come for him. I feel like I think Some, you, you think they're setting up a murder storyline, right? Somebody's gonna come for him because now he's starting to make enemies everywhere. Yeah, you know, and I love how Christina just went. She was like standing her ground and went was all up in his face, like. Mm. And then when Sunny came up, like he didn't even try. Like he don't even mess with Sunny. Like Sunny's the one person that he doesn't pop off to. He's the That's one right. person. Like everybody else, he got much dialogue. But Sonny, he didn't pop off to Sonny when Sonny was like, Yeah, you like a cockroach. And he and Sonny put his foot down and went like and squeezed it. That's I was right. like, mm. Pure comedy. And he bounced and had poor little Daisy with him, which I heard I heard y'all say in the chat room, she drinking the Kool-Aid. She truly is. Uh, you know, my parents cut me off from my trust fund. Uh, I don't know what to do with the money. You know, Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. I'm like, she's like, Christina, we need you back. And I was like, girl, really? Get your life. Go home to your parents. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop drinking the freaking Kool-Aid. And then there was a moment, so there was that moment with Christina, and then there was a moment with, with, um, with Sonny, and he had an altercation with somebody else. Who was it? Oh, Harmony. Yes. <laughs> when Harmony went in on him, she was like, yeah, and 
I'm saying this to you and I'm done. I'm like, okay. I was living for all of that. I was also living for all of the Albright stuff. But well, then everybody, I love how everybody walks in her room and they're all like, yeah, nobody pushed you. Like, why does nobody believe that she, somebody pushed her? I, I don't know why you wouldn't believe that. <laughs> I mean, sure, she's been a person that's done a lot of bad things throughout the years. But that doesn't mean that you can't, like, you should automatically say, like, nope, you you were wrong about this. Uh, before we dive into Albrecht, though, mm. I want to say if, as we've talked about here and kind of speculated in the past, if they decided to do a murder mystery with Shiloh mm. right now. So, uh, say they killed Shiloh tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Out of... All the potential suspects that we've seen on canvas, which one of those do you think they would they would make the murderer? Ooh, that's a good question. Who do I think would be the murderer? Mm, good question. I don't think they would make it Sonny or Jason because that's way too obvious. Like that would require like no thought process whatsoever. But or Sam or Christina or Alexis or it might be Doctor Neil though. Yeah, I could see them because I figure it's going to be somebody that you can't dispose of a Sonny or Jason or anybody mm-hmm. of that kind of level. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's got to be somebody that we've seen, but that if we lose them, it's not a big deal. So if, I feel it'd be Harmony or Daisy would be my choices. Well, it might, I'm thinking either Dr. Neil or Brad. I, I mean, Brad is low enough that you could lose Cause him. Because Brad, Brad, Brad is kind of like, he he's losing it. Like, the fact that he went in her room and was going to try to take her out with that needle and he got busted by Nina, I'm like, oh, you're just getting brazen. He's just brazen now. He's just doing stuff in plain sight. Like, what is wrong with you? I mean, I could see, I mean, Brad's motive would be just to stop Shiloh from exposing the truth. Mm-hmm. I suppose that could be the reason to kill mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't want the truth to come out. But I think it, I think it probably will end up being Brad because Brad, out of everybody, Brad has the most to lose because he's the one who's harboring that big lie. He's harboring that big old lie, knowing that Wiley is not his kid, knowing that Wiley belongs to Nell and Michael. I just, I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that revelation to come out because it's going to impact so many people. It's going to impact Nell. It's going to impact Michael. It's going to impact the Quartermains. It's going to impact Sasha. It's going to impact Nina and Val. That little nugget right there is going to impact so many different people. It's going to be interesting to see how that falls out. My only, because of that, that is my one reason to not think it'd be Brad because I feel like <laughs> that storyline of uh, Wiley's true paternity mm-hmm. has so many ramifications that I feel like to lump that in with Shiloh's murder I feel like Brad, then Brad gets consumed by that I feel like you want to see him getting chewed out by everybody and anybody or it might be Lucas because you wouldn't you wouldn't see you wouldn't think that would be Lucas has the most to lose he's a doctor his license can be taken away. His marriage is going to fall apart. And you haven't seen that much of Lucas to begin with. So if they got rid of him, it would be like, mm. you I know. I, f- I almost feel he's too high profile, but we'll see. All right. This ain't in the chat room. They think is they hope is Heather Weber. <laughs> they bring, bring her out. Bring, gonna... bring Heather out of where is yeah. she? Stone Stone Cliffs, uh, uh, Pine Cliff, whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever the name of that place is that they put the people, because there's the, there's the one where they put people that are just okay. And then yeah, Ferncliff. Ferncliff, that's it. That's right. Why did I say Pinecliff? Ferncliff, and then there's the other one where they put them where they really are like yeah. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So. so you were mentioning Albrecht. So we do see uh, Franco and mm-hmm. Liz, but uh, mostly Franco, mm-hmm. a little sleuth. He look, he's looking through the photos from the, uh, the wedding party there <laughs> on the yacht, uh, on the Haunted Star, and they see some <laughs> shoes. And they're like, oh wait, there's probably somebody else there that could be, that could be the person. Mm-hmm. 
first so, they saw the shadow and then it yeah. moved down to the shoes but the thing that made me laugh about that is when they went into the room to have the conversation with, with Liesl about it <laughs> Liesl and, and Elizabeth was tr- pressing her trying to get her to you know fess up and she, Liesl said oh I can't stand the fact that you married this QP doll yes. <laughs> she called it a QP doll I said oh no now we gonna call folk names and how long are we gonna keep her in the hospital like she's not dying like why why is she still in the hospital i don't understand that what i also don't (laughs) understand too is like like franco like going into a room and like you what's going on you uh you gotta tell us you gotta tell us liesel she she doesn't have to say anything she doesn't need to say anything she's just like i think i got pushed over by somebody so no who cares what secrets i'm harboring i don't need to tell you my secrets no oh they're saying in the chat room that they think chase might be the one to bump him off or they said that uh, Shiloh will kidnap Wiley and Nell will hunt him down and kill him. Shiloh. Ooh, Nell, Nell's that a good one. That actually would be a good one. That, that would be good. I would love that. Because you almost want to see Nell have... Because she, you, know, you, you never got to see her be truly vicious. She always got thwarted at the end. So yeah, She, was always, she was always vicious, but, but she was psychologically vicious, yeah. not like physically vicious. But yeah. Ooh, so, yeah, I like that. Nell's a good call, guys. I, I, I like love that. One. I love that. Um, and then let's talk. Okay. And so I had to talk about this. I love the scene that Sonny had with Ava where he was like, I'm going to need you to keep your little psychic situation to yourself because now Avery's like oh can I talk to um what's the uh boy's name oh Nicholas no not Nicholas um her brother Avery's brother Morgan Morgan. yes I knew it was an M and I was like it's not Michael Michael's still living so he was like because she's asking can she talk to Morgan because mommy's talking to Kiki can I talk to Morgan he's like I'm gonna need you to keep that little situation to yourself and I and how do you feel about how do you feel about that do you feel like Sibley was real with that whole conversation that Ava had with with um, supposedly with Kiki on the roof at GH. You know, because it sounded like the dialogue sounded like Kiki, but I'm like, mm. but then it, it was interesting because you think like if you were trying to con somebody mm-hmm. to keep wanting them to do visits with mm-hmm. this, I think you would make it a more positive experience because you'd want to be able to talk to them more to have. Because I think if you if you were talking to somebody commuting with somebody that you thought was dead and that person like said nope I never want to talk to you again would you would you want to keep spending money just to only be told no and no and no and no I wouldn't but I see the psychological um, situation that Sibley has placed on Ava because I think she did that on purpose of course she said some things that only like that situation where um, she said to Ava about Kiki slapping as Kiki she said that Kiki slapped her and, and Ava saying back you only get one mm-hmm. nobody would have known that except the two of them so that was the only thing that made me go oh she might actually be the real deal which is probably what Ava thought too and Ava also thought she didn't make it a positive experience so that means it must be Kiki and I'm going to keep trying to reach out to Kiki until we make this right which is almost like a ploy of Sibley's to keep gouging her for money but the, and the thing that made me raise an eyebrow is when she said you know can you get in touch with Nicholas Cassidyne and she was like I, I can't I can't I, I have no I can't reach him which made you go, oh shit! Well, is he still alive? Is he coming back to Port Charles? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, but but also she said, you know, uh, the next time I won't even charge you because I know this one went so terribly. So the fact that she would say I won't charge you makes me think like, is she is she pulling a con or is she? Really I feel like she. In? I feel like she's pulling a con. I do feel like she, I think she's dialed in to a certain extent, 
but I kind of feel like I feel like she's pulling a con. Hey, but, but I'm conflicted about it. You know, like I said, I'm conflicted because there was that moment about the slap. Like nobody would know that, but yeah. Ava and Kiki, right? And I was just like, and the, the other the other thing that makes me think is a con is that moment that they had where um, Sibley goes, "Oh, the view up here is so great. This is one of Kiki's favorite places." Well, Diva, if you're supposed to be so psychic, you should know that that's one of Kiki's favorite places, A. And B, you should also know that there's that brick dedicated in her memory if if you're supposed to be so psychic. I'm just saying, why does she not know those two things? That was interesting to me. But if it is a con, I'm wondering what the the larger story points are for that. Because is it just, okay, she's, she's conning Ava. Ava figures it out. And then what? That doesn't seem like much of a story to me. Ava might kill her. Because Ava, Ava might, you know, because Ava Ava's is already, kill somebody. Ava's already on the edge anyway. Like, she's on the edge of losing her mind, just like freaking Kim was with Oscar. She's, like, right on the edge. But Annie Gowen did bring up something interesting in the chat room. <laughs> she said the way homegirl stuffed that money in her bra makes her think she's a fake. That's actually a good point. <laughs> That's a good point, because somebody, somebody that is on the up and up ain't stuffing no money in her bra like that. Where are you stuffing money, then? If somebody gives you something and you're, and you're on the up and up, where are you, where are you putting it? You putting it in a wallet. You ain't stuffing it in your bra. Well, what if you didn't bring a wallet with you? She had a wallet. She had a whole purse. I'm just mm. saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. As somebody who stuffs money in their bra all the time, I'm just saying. Wait, you running cons all the time? I'm not running cons, but I tell you what, if it's something that I don't care too much about, that money's going in that bra. If it's something, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Side note. So I had this aunt when I was growing up that she she had the biggest chest ever and she would always stuff stuff in her bra like there would be pencils and candy and change and money like all, packs of cigarettes like all kinds oh. of stuff would be in that bra and her name was her name was Mama Clee You'd be like Mama Clee do you have any gun she's like I don't know baby let me see and she would just go digging down it was hilarious wow. it was pure comedy and some of the stuff that she would pull out of that bra was hilarious to me and that was a side note but I'm just saying uh yeah, if she's right. stuffing that money in that bra, she might she might not necessarily be on the up and up. <laughs> that was a really good point, Andy. Going, thank you, girl. It because uh, you know, we we do see like Christina is like, hey, yeah, I'm willing to talk to you, Ava, about buying into that that this is true. But then we've got other people saying, no, 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 she's a charlatan. You cannot trust her whatsoever. Everybody's saying that to her. Christina so, was like siding with her, like, ah. and yeah, Christina was like, oh, you know, she helped solve that murder mystery in whatever town that was in. She was like, you know, she's the real deal, and and they were like. Mm. They were like, "Shut up, Christina!" Nobody tried. Nobody was trying to hear Christina on that. They were like, "Yes." Yeah, they were like, "Shut the hell up!" We are really not trying to hear you on that right now. You just got back to town dealing with the shallow mess. We're not trying to hear nothing you got to say in this moment. It was funny. <laughs> that was pure comedy right there. Um, another thing that uh, the uh, the other moment that I loved was the the moment between um, Maxie and um, Lulu. When yeah. Lulu popped off on her, she was like, oh, my God, why did you do that? Why are you, like, thwarting his progress? This is all your fault. And then, luckily, Laura was right there to, you know, bring her back to her senses. She's like, do you really think this was Maxie's fault? And she was like, no. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. Uh, I mean, I like this because by the end of the week, we get Dante serving her divorce papers. So, I mean, that I do was like... sad. 
That was so sad. But she needs to move on. I think, and just as viewers, we need to see something different. Yeah. I'm about tired of her whining about, like, when she was, as she was whining about it being a family event and he wasn't there, she could serve with divorce papers. I'm like, youch. That hurt. At this point, since she's already been doing fake dates, I mean, now that it's official, I'm sure we have a a few weeks of kind of like, but she's already been doing these fake dates and Mm -hmm. she's been enjoying herself with that. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that means that she can get back into the field. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, let's see who they let's see who they bring in for her as a potential suitor. That ought to be interesting. Anybody on the canvas now you could see her with, or Mm -hmm. they would need to bring in somebody completely new. I think they would need to bring in somebody completely new. There's not anybody that's there currently that I could see her hooking up with. Do you? I uh, Valentine. (laughs) Not. She can't stand Valentine. Um, No, I can't. uh, I can't think of anybody. If it had been earlier before they hooked up Chase and Willow, maybe. But now that they get Chase and Willow right. together. Because they did have a little bit of chemistry happening, but Chase is with Willow, so there's yeah. that. So no, I, I And Michael's totally it. invested in Sasha. I kind of like Michael and Sasha together. They are so cute. I, I'm digging it. And I did like Sasha telling Valentine, it's like, well, what's the problem right now? You pay me a lot of money to pull this gun, and it's great. It's working. I'm not pay- You're not paying me any money now. But right. you, get, you, get a, you get a wife out of this. She gets a daughter, and I get a family. So what's the point of what's the problem of keeping this lie going? I mean, we all know it's not going to last forever. They're saying the couch and Lulu. Who's the couch? The couch. <laughs> Just the couch. <laughs> you in her mean house? the coach? Is that what you mean, Michael B? Who's the couch? Um, and then this, and then Dulaman say, "Give Lulu a black man." Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Who's she gonna hook up with, Curtis? Like, get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, CJ. Michael and Lulu are cousins. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, what else did I like? I also liked that whole conversation that happened between Carly and Sonny about Dev because there was a whole situation that happened with Dev and Joss in the kitchen that made Joss feel uncomfortable and made her second guess, you know, how she was behaving in her own home. Yes, she was being bratty, but at the end of the day, that's her house. And like Carly said, she was there first. She lives there. That's not his house. Like, how are you going to make somebody feel uncomfortable in their own home? That's That's just kind of crappy. You know, what I did like about Jocelyn is that sense of self-awareness she had about herself, knowing that she's still struggling with Oscar stuff, knowing that it's like, yeah, I'm still struggling with this, and he's saying stuff, and I'm acting like this. Yeah. And that she knew this. And I did like Carly saying there's no timetable on grief. Right, there, and there isn't. There which, isn't. Which I know, and even Annie tweeted us, uh, she's like, I like that scene about there's no timetable on grief. I saw that. And there's... I. Which I completely respect in the real world. Mm. But as I've said, in that fine line of soaps, (laughs) there's only so much I can take. And, you know, you got to watch. There's there's only so many weeks I'm going to give you. And then I need to see something different. Mm Because I cannot. I don't need to see a real world timetable on your grief in a soap opera. Yeah, I just, um, I cannot. All right, so speaking of Dev. Mm. So, you know, we get him. And he just got diarrhea of the mouth, don't he? He He just says and does all the wrong things. Bless his heart. And we get that scene with Jason, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, like, Jason's like, eh, whatever about this kid. But uh, but he gave him some sound advice. He yes. was like, "Look, dude, you gotta." He basically was like, "You gotta read the temperature of the town you're in. You can't just be popping off these cons and stealing stuff from people, not knowing that who you know who you dealing with." You know, he's like, "If you're gonna steal a purse, stealing a purse from Laura is like the worst person 
ever you yes. could ever steal a purse from. Like the fact that he broke it down and kind of like took him under his wing was like, dude, come on. But did he learn? No. Because what is he doing? He's on the grass with Trina and Cameron and them. And what does he say? Oh, well, you, you know, you just pop the lock and you do this and you do that. And Trina's like, are you suggesting that we break in? Is that what you say? Is that what you say? We break in and steal something? Is that what you're saying? And then Joss had to step in and save him. Like that's a lot going. Him, him and Joss going to end up hooking up. <sighs> Great, and that's going to be a problem because Cameron is not going to like that. Well, we do see that scene where you know, and I've said before that I kind of like it is when a character is in a room and hears what people really think about him, mm-hmm. and so he get he walks in and hears Sonny and Carly talking yes. about it, and hears specifically in- why Sonny is invested in helping Dev out. Lurking in the background, and he heard yeah. him, yeah. And smiling the whole time. Yeah, I mean, there's. I've seen rumors and stuff on the internet that are like, hey, you know, there's somebody else that's kind of running Dev. It's not just Dev here, that somebody else could be doing that. Mm. People are suspecting, could it be Alcazar running Dev to try to screw over Whether that's true or that's not. That's good. I feel like it, 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 the story's not enough for Dev to be here, so I guess there's got to be something else underneath it. Yeah, I mean... First of all, let's just. There's no coincidence that that boy showed up in Port Charles to to specifically get to Sunny. Like, there's a reason for that. We just have not been privy to what that reason is, and we're and we're pretty confident as viewers and fans that whatever it is is up to no good. Yeah. Because I mean, look at how he was introduced to us. This boy don't have a decent bone in his body. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he did come back to help them out. So it's a ruse. He's doing what he needs to do in certain situations to stop suspicion from coming on him any more than it already is. But I mean, I mean, we met him doing a con. You know, he's still doing. He's still got shenanigans going on. I'm like, I just, I don't know how I feel about him. You know who is not running a con on us at all? Who's that, Frank? That is our fans. <laughs> You know why? They they never con us because they're here every week so loyal. They're not faking it. They're here. And we love them for it. So, folks, thank you so much for watching us every single week. You know, you could be doing many other things, but you decided to invest your Sunday time with the two of us. All sharing our love of General Hospital. So, thank you for watching us, as well as all the other great shows. Carla's busy building her media empire. You see her there on the Kirby Critic there on Black Hollywood Live. You see the American Princess getting close to wrapping up. She, I mean, it's it just uh, Howard Stern is here. Carla is slowly <laughs> closing that gap. Um, and no. <laughs> yes. So, folks, thanks for watching, and enjoying all the shows. That both Carla and I do as well. So many other hosts do here at AfterBuzz. But we're also asking for a little bit of help. So, if you get an opportunity, if you can like and subscribe there on the YouTube channel, if you can uh, on iTunes, give us five stars and leave a review there. But no matter where you're commenting or jumping in the conversation. You know, just just jump in. Let's hear your thoughts. Like these fine people that have been jumping in here today. Yes, everybody is jumping in the chat. They got stuff to say. Yeah. Um, so thank you for making us the ESPN TV talk. Yes. Um, I was also going to say that um, I loved seeing Jordan have that moment where she was just kind of dancing around with her little um, her music thing and her little earbuds and just kind of dancing around, getting her groove on, and, and Curtis walking in on it. That was really cute. But what I kind of was annoyed by was why did she go to visit Ryan and why did she have on her police officer uniform, the white shirt and the black pants? I'm like, for real, though? Yeah. So you can't just dress it. You just can't wear a sweatsuit to go see him and pet. I'm like, okay. What I did like, though, is that she did not fall for any of Ryan's shenanigans. Like, you have my piece of me in there. And, and she it's was just be like, corrupting you. And she was just looking at him like, mm hmm, okay. 
All right. Yeah, and, and I did like it's like you know the option is I could be dead right now, so it's like you know I may not like how I got it, mm-hmm. but I'm. But, but I'm she still thanked alive. him. I yeah. think she. I think she just wanted. She knew that they got it by any means necessary. Like she knows that, but I think she really just wanted to say thank you because. You know, she was grateful. Yeah, because she knows that she wouldn't be there if it had he not had that not, had that situation not gone down. She wouldn't be there. So, and I do like, uh, and certainly John Lister is. You know, he hasn't been around too much, and I'm sure no. he's getting a well deserved he on vacation break <laughs> after doing all the double duty that he's been doing. Yes, but you know, given the end of the Ryan storyline, where people are like, I'm ready to see Ryan. You know, you know, pay for what he's done. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I'm I'm liking Ryan as just a potential story ticking bomb. At some point, they could break him out of jail or mm-hmm. whatever. That he is just there. He's just there lurking in the background. Yeah, and when the writers want to pull that trigger, they could do some cool stuff with him. So, they will, absolutely. I'm happy with that than having him just be killed off. Absolutely. Um, I liked that they were trying to infiltrate Hayden in and out. This is what I really liked about this week. I love the fact that at the beginning of the week, there were all these heart-to-heart talks going on. At the beginning of the week, this person was having a heart. Uh, Hayden and, and, and Laura were having a heart-to-heart. Julian and Ava were having a heart-to-heart. Carly and Sonny were having a heart-to-heart. Jason and Sam were... Like, there were all these little moments where people were having these heart-to-heart talks and then at the end at the end of the week people was just getting busy like the end of the week it was just yeah. everybody hooking up and getting busy i'm like well okay then <laughs> and now we're back to normal that's true <laughs> uh yeah i mean well uh, of the heart-to-hearts the the jason and sam oh come on i know you hate jason and sam but i love them oh when they're sitting on there on that bed i love them so much and and she's that's just repeat never repeat never to me it was like, oh, gross. It was cute. No. Just be romantic with me. It was, she was like, don't pretend like you don't know how to be romantic. I was like, yeah, girl, tell him. Gross. <laughs> I was not thinking that whatsoever. Now, you did bring up Jordan mm-hmm. and, and Curtis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sadly, their little lovey-dovey scene there on the couch was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was Snoozeville. Oh, yeah, move that, move that along. <laughs> right. But I'm finding Curtis kind of interesting right now because he is... They've, they've infiltrated him into a lot of different storylines and they're giving him more to do. So it's... I love that they're letting him have more time and giving him more to do so that we can really see him flex his acting muscles because he's a really good actor and they don't yeah. give him a lot to do. They mostly would just have him standing there looking fine as he always does. But they would just have him standing there looking cute and they wouldn't give him a whole lot to say and now they're starting to give him more to say. They're starting to give him a little bit of a backbone, especially when he's speaking to Valentine. you know. Um, Valentine was trying to pressure him for more information about Jax. He's like, um, so... You hired me to do that job, but let me do my job. And you kind of, like, stay over there in the corner. And he bounced. I was like, oh. Yeah, do you want me to do it fast or do you want it done right? I was like, well, okay then, Curtis. You better have a backbone. How do you think uh, Drew's going to react, though, to when whenever it comes out that Curtis has been really kind of. He's not going to like it. You know, he's really not going to like it. And it'll be interesting to see how that. It'll be interesting to see how that piece of information affects his relationship with Drew and with Nina. Well, I mean... Because uh, Nina's already walking around with one eyebrow up. Well, I mean, Nina knows, like, you know, telling Curtis, like, all right, so now all the information you get in Valentine, I want you to tell me first, because I want to be in the loop. Because mm-hmm. Valentine's trying to keep me out of it, mm-hmm. I want to be in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I also feel like Drew, uh, Drew's going to probably, when he does find out, he might be irritated, but I think there's going to be a part of him that says, I ran over his wife. All right. I can't be <laughs> too mad. She lost her kidney. She's, they got medical bills. I can't be totally mad. 
Well, he, but he's still gonna be mad because Drew yeah. overreacts to everything. You know, the, think the, about it. Every time Drew finds out that there's been some kind of betrayal, he overreacts to everything. Everything. The one thing I did like about Drew, though, is like this scene with Hayden when Hayden and him first kind of interact there. And again, he overreacted to that too. Uh, you know, I mean, she until, she call, until she called him down, he was like, "Okay, what's the real deal?" He was he was ready to go. He was ready to go in on her both barrels blazing, and she was like, "I'm not here for you." Calm down. True, but if you found out, I mean, that somebody that had run a scam on you tried to convince you that they were your your real wife, uh, and then it was just you know it was just a lie the whole time. Wouldn't you be sore if they came back in town, even if I it mean, wasn't like yeah, for you? I mean, it would ruffle my feathers, sure, but you know, like they, it just cracks me up that anytime anything is going wrong lately, they want to throw it on Hayden. Like, yeah, she embezzled <laughs> she embezzled money from GH, yep. so she's just respond. She's the one that pushed Liesel. She's the one that's going to try to take down Aurora. Like, they're just blaming her for everything. I'm like, give Golden Girl a break. Like, just give her a break. She ain't coming back to ruin everybody's lives, but I am very interested to know why she's coming back. Like, why are you? Why are you back? Yeah. What is the problem? Are you there to break up Finn and Anna? Like, what's happening? That I mean, I feel like that's going to be. That's gonna. I was on a break, but it, we're gonna find the truth that comes out about the baby and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did like though that scene with Drew and Hayden. Though is that I felt like that that first time with Drew, that him having that history within the show, mm-hmm. because it's again a character there that he's had a direct impact. It's not something that's been related to Jason or something like this. This is a direct impact on Drew and him specifically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, a nice callback. He gave him a sense of grounding. Like, yeah, he's Drew's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. He actually can be affected by mm-hmm. other characters returning on the canvas. How how do you feel about this though? How do you feel about the fact that that very last shot of this week shows Shiloh saying Drew and it was Jason's face. Well, because that was pre-plastic surgery. Oh, because I was very confused. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, which is cool to see like, alright, that's the other pre-plastic surgery Drew hanging out there. I was very confused. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Is Jason not really Jason? And I'm just like, we've been through this road before. Are we going to go down this little, are we going to go down this rabbit hole again? I'm not, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole anymore. It does make me think because I, because at first I caught it on fast forward and then I rewound it back and I was like, ooh, is Drew having, while he's playing pool, is right. this first time like a memory is kind of clicking in right. from? But we find out it, it, it's Shiloh having this memory. Right, exactly. So I'm curious, like, why, I mean, I guess maybe we find out some of the real story. He's, maybe he's well, thinking maybe about that. Well, maybe Drew, Drew is the reason that he came. We thought that Shiloh came to Port Charles because of Sam. Now we're beginning to discover that he really came to Port Charles because of Drew. And whatever it is that Drew... Drew, whatever it is that Shiloh has on Drew is on that flash drive that he has in that that safe. Because there's a whole conversation between Jason and Drew about the flash drive. He's like, you know, why do I do I want to do I want to just get rid of it? Like, what do I, why do I still have it? Exactly. Why do you still have it? Or maybe it's all a Jacob's ladder situation where <laughs> he this whole thing has been a dream. GH has been a dream, and it's just coming back to Shiloh still back there. In oh, that would Persian suck. Gulf. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> that would oh, suck. Oh no, no, we don't want that. Ooh, we really <laughs> don't want that. Yuck, yuck, and yuck. So, all right, we've uh, I talked about it a little bit at the top. Let us just break down real quick my worst location ever on GH, and that is the park. The park. That Why do you park. hate the park so much? Because it is filled with awkward interactions and entrances <laughs> and exits into these scenes. The like, for example, that that scene that you're mentioning with Dev and Jocelyn and Trina and, and the, Cameron showing up on holy his bike. Cow. So first, it's just Dev chilling out in that in that field, and then and Trina. Bless her heart. Just an awkward interaction. Like, walk through the scene and then just kind of bump into him. 
where she has to kind of bend her knee down to pretend that she. Bu- oh, it was such a fake bump into somebody. I'm like, and you're walking through this whole park, and you, as a person, even looking on your phone, you would still notice a human being right there. Come on. Well, now. you have peripheral vision, so there's that. So that awkward inter- interaction. And then I love <laughs> when Cameron. You have cataracts, and so you're not going to have cataracts at 13. I'm just saying. And then Cameron comes cruising up in his bike, and then just like slams it down on the on the gravel, that and then walks act- away. I'm that like, actually was kind of wrong. Like, what? And then he was, and then there was that whole interaction where she was like, "Why are you freaking out? You're not even supposed to be there, be there till 11." He's like, "Oh, is that what I told you?" Oh. I'm like, "Dude, you don't have a cell phone. You didn't put it in your calendar. Like any other time, we see you with that phone in your." hand and now you can't remember what time you got to be somewhere get out of yeah. here with that <laughs> like what 13 year old is not going to be having looking at their phone and not know what time they have to be sitting get out of here and then we have the scene between michael and chase where chase is just walking along that fence and then that's the, the awkward entrances is that just <laughs> michael just kind of pops off right off camera like no that's not how you really walk in a park you would have called him a long time ago you were just like oh hey well look at this I can't uh, stand you so they're, awkward they're saying in the chat room that GH's park still beats guiding light in the bushes I, you know I've I didn't never watch seen guiding that. light so I don't know about that so rough. I, I love that location for how bad it is <laughs> somebody said Enrique says that he thinks what is he who is it Enrique yeah no Daga Daegu says he thinks that Drew kills someone um, via friendly fire, and that may be the secret. The well, Shiloh knows. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean, because it feels like whatever the secret that is going on between the two of them, Shiloh's worried about it getting out more for his sake mm-hmm. than for Drew's. So I feel like, yeah, if Shiloh killed somebody in friendly fire, mm-hmm. I, I, but I feel like that would have. I don't mean unless everybody like decided to keep it hidden. I don't. I don't know. Kelly Public Cover. I know Cam is sixteen years old. I'm just saying thirteen year old as a teen reference. I know they are older teens, closer to high school, junior, senior. Stop reading me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do get a nice speaking of Cam. uh, Well, no, let's uh, finish up with the softball. We get that, that super fast. Really kind of lame softball thing. That was so, like, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. That was crazy. Crazy. But let's talk talk about this. I'm so glad you brought that up. So then there's Michael having that whole situation with Chase where he's like, oh, you broke my rib. But, like, if you broke a rib, first of all, you can't breathe to talk if you broke a rib. So there's that. Second of all, he (laughs) Chase left the scene, he kind of, like, Awkwardly moved. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> it's a dumb kinda, location. He, he kind of awkwardly moved into his place when Chase left. I'm like, first of all, if you got a broken rib, you ain't moving that quick and that spry. And then there's the scene where they go, where he's in the bed and she's got the ice pack on him. He's like, oh, I know something that could make me feel better. And then they're full on going at it. I'm like, first of all, she's laying on the spot that you're claiming hurts. I can't. I was like, what is happening right now? That was the quickest softball game for Michael. Because <laughs> I'm imagining literally, he walked in, he took like one bat and then got pinged and was out. Like, way to go, Michael. That it was, was that bananas. Was it was bananas. <laughs> and then and then Michael going, I'm going to sue you. And then Chase is like, yeah, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> That's true. Well, then I'll give you, I'll throw you a housewarming party and then take that from you. I'm that like, was, right. that actually was kind of funny. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm glad to see you still have your sense of humor. I'm like, oh my God, y'all are killing me right now. Uh, so, uh, we also get to see a little bit of Willow and uh, Diane, mm-hmm. Alexis, Brad, and Lucas, mm-hmm. where it kind of leads into the shallow scenes at the end of the week mm-hmm. where everybody gets together and says, you know, Shallow screwed himself. He's it's impossible. It's, He's not going to get out. And then there he is, like the roach that he is. Uh, 
it, following up on that, I did kind of like the turn between Nina while she reads that article about what happened oh, with the cult yes. and realizes the kind of ramifications of her actions had involving Willow. And and she kept trying to have that conversation with Willow about it, and she it, 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 she like she kept trying to have the conversation, and they kept getting interrupted. It was just weird, yeah. but I I love that too. I love the fact that Nina actually had some remorse for once because she's been stomping around, you know, acting all holier than thou because she's with Valentine and. When it, but what that showed is that when it came down to a child, she had some empathy when it came to a child because she realized that Willow wasn't as shallow as she thought. Yes. In that situation, that she was trying to protect her child, which is the same thing she was trying to do when she was dealing with Willow and Charlotte. So that she like had an epiphany. It was kind of cool to watch that go down. Uh, so, folks, before we wrap up, uh, as I mentioned, a little hot news and gossip. Ooh. After Buzz TV News. And for me, you know, if I'm going to take some time to talk about news and gossip, I'm just going to focus on the news and <laughs> a hot, hot story uh, featuring my boy, Tristan Rogers, a.k.a. Robert Scorpio. So, uh, what you know, is it? So, of course, he's officially back to stay. Yes. So, uh, being the, the DA, now there's an article with him talking about that uh, he never really wanted to know what's were happening for his character. He didn't want to press the producers and stuff. But he did let them know that he was never too thrilled about the way that he'd been portrayed between like 2012 and 2018. Ooh. Because it was just like pop ins, which kind of served, and I agree, kind of served other stories. Mm-hmm. Didn't really serve uh, Robert Scorpio mm-hmm. very well. It was just like him complimenting it and a storyline mm-hmm. or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. So he's really happy with the way that the show has been portraying him now. They've given him uh, storylines to focus on him specifically, mm-hmm. have, you know, that he's got stakes in this. And now that he's going to be around as a DA, mm-hmm. he's got a chance to have some things that are just like he can drive a storyline as opposed to being there to help support other people else. yeah yeah oh, cool so i uh, i i'm a huge fan of robert scorpio keeping him around doing something like that we know this you say yes. it every week <laughs> and he even admitted that he was for uh, he was kind of bummed that he was never treated as like uh, at least until recently because as a legacy character you know i think that's uh, that's true and i think that's really odd that they never did because he was very integral to the part uh, to the storyline especially when the whole luke and laura situation was going down he was very much a part of all of that when it was happening at the time so yeah i mean they do that sometimes with some people some folks just kind of get lost in the shuffle and i think they take them for granted and he was one of them yeah and i'm glad that they're not doing that any longer yay we love him yeah and uh we do get to see uh jordan at least tell mac that's like hey you're still police commissioner for a while so (laughs) and then we see her dancing i love that i love the fact that she told him that and then you saw her getting her groove on in her living room i loved it you know for for a character like jordan though it was nice to just see her have that sense of joy because it's been so kind of dull for her yeah i mean she was looking like death warmed over on the bed and then there was the whole recovery situation and then there was the bills and Curtis trying to find a way to pay the bills so it was nice to have them it was nice to see them have a moment where they were just having fun yeah uh, you know what Carla I always have fun with you every Sunday <laughs> of course you do and I have fun with you the fans <laughs> who decided to join us here because you guys are awesome have great taste on these Sunday afternoons <laughs> folks that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report a little shorter than usual My our apologies there it's, it's all my fault it's not Carla's she's building a media empire I'm barely holding my life together <laughs> But folks, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Again, we couldn't do the show without you. We love hearing your thoughts about all our speculations, all the crazy storylines. love reading your thoughts and theories as well, so keep them coming. Yes. If if you want to stay in touch with either of us after the show, we all know it's Carla. (laughs) 
Carla, where can they find you? No, you can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Of course, right before the GH Report, you can join me over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, where I talk about all things movies, reviews, news, gossip, all that kind of stuff. And um, we're going to do a, a wrap-up show on here on AfterBuzz TV for American Princess. It will not be this Sunday, but it will be sometime soon with the showrunner, executive producer, Jamie Dimbo. Look at this, you know, and the white reason that they're coming in is to talk to Carla, <laughs> to talk to That's Carla. True, that is true? very true. Look at that. <laughs> uh, this thing, I am witnessing greatness every single Sunday. It's amazing. Get Folks, out of here. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. We're going to see you back here next week with an all new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Go find yourself a park and walk around for a while. It's it's cool. Oh my God! Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.